Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Reliving the Lights, a Friday Night Lights rewatch podcast. My name is Josh Kuypers. My name is Anthony Hookman. We're going to be talking about episode 311 tonight. Very excited to get into this episode. We've got some high quality television to talk about. Yes, yes, sir. But before we do that, uh, Anthony, I see you're wearing a, a Bracco Bro Tank. That's that's correct. Uh, just knowing what I know about your time working at Bracco, it feels like the Bro Tank is a very appropriate article of clothing for the Bracco logo to be upon. Yeah, um, for you, not necessarily for the restaurant, but right for that no. time of your life. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I was wearing a lot of bro tanks uh, <laughs> in the summer of 2014, and um, I don't know if I've ever told you this story, but we so that summer they had us wear these terrible, like I don't know if polyester is the right term, but these terrible Hawaiian shirts, and they were just so wow. like, oh, they were terrible, and. <laughs> We got probably to around this time of the summer, that early to mid July, mm-hmm. and we all kind of staged a coup and we're like, listen, we're just going to wear Brocco related clothing because we had like a whole store full of like Brocco sure. shirts and stuff that you could buy. Yeah. And so we were like, we're just going to wear that instead when we work. <laughs> and so I ended up wearing this bro tank a lot uh, the second half of the summer. Oh. I was also wearing a lot of bandanas that summer because it was an outdoor restaurant and I okay. would sweat and I didn't want to sweat into people's food or drink. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it became kind of a bit like we started wearing bandanas as a bit and then it became like kind of a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so you went from polyester Hawaiian shirts to bandanas and bro tanks. That's for, correct. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I really did not think that you uh, would have worn that as a work uniform, but good yes, for you. I definitely, I certainly did. Um, I actually, uh, if you give me just a quick moment, I can yeah. probably find you uh, a photo of me after work one night. Oh, there you go. Yeah, bandana and bro tank. <laughs> bandana and bro tank. And so with a Houston Rockets number 22 jersey. Oh, yeah. Old Jordan school. Taylor, great guy. He was my neighbor. This is all all of our, of uh, the Pflugerville crew. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Also, another bro t- another Bronco bro tank in the, oh, yeah? in the mix. So, yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Good times. Good. Great oldies. <laughs> cool 98. Uh, how was your 4th of July weekend? It was good uh, for the most part. Went, uh, I mean, we talked about what, what I was going yep. to do. Went to the uh, lake in Minnesota. Yep. Uh, caught a little bit too much sun. You can't quite see it anymore, mostly because I've got this large ring light shining on. <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, it is mostly, I got I got a pretty bad sunburn, but it's at this point, it's mm-hmm. basically back to normal peeling and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty burnt, was really wiped <laughs> the next day. Yeah, that'll take it out of you. Yeah, caught some sun, drank some beers, uh, did a Macho Man Randy Savage elbow drop from a dock onto a Maui mat, which I thought was going to have way more give than it did. And I felt it just the entire, like I felt the (laughs) impact just go up. I actually was like feeling my arm to make sure I didn't break anything because it was just elbow, wrist, and still my right ring finger, I think is what absorbed all of the impact because that's still... (laughs) hurts a little bit it's not as bad as it was but i've been cracking it a lot because it just feels like it needs to be cracked yeah yeah, i think all the impact went straight there but i i literally was like doing this a lot uh moving my wrist around because i could feel it in my elbow and wrist and and hand so uh you know getting older yeah yeah fully 35 (laughs) 
Yeah, what? Uh, how did yours go? Yeah, we it was pretty low key. We stayed home mostly. We went we went back to Platt for just like a day and a half. Saw some of my extended family, and then we came back, and we had like a bunch of leftover fireworks from last year in the garage. That on yeah the night of the fourth, Diamond really wanted to shoot some off, so we brought them out there. And uh, first thing I grabbed was a, a crackling ball. Now, when I think of crackling balls, I think of just like the little, like almost smoke bomb type thing it's, that just yep. kind of goes plastic. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It, it was called a crackling ball. It was bigger, but I just thought, oh, it's just a little bit, you know, it'll it'll have a little bit more crackle to it. Well, very first firework, I light it, just kind of casually toss it out, think it's going to be just a little blah, 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 blah thing. And uh, no, that sucker blows up. It's got like a 12-foot blast radius. <laughs> and my kids uh, from that point on were scared to death that I was going to blow them up. So <laughs> our our uh, 4th of July fireworks show was very unimpressive. And uh, <laughs> my children were literally hiding under the tailgate of my pickup. Uh, that's where they chose to watch the rest of the fountains. From. Uh, but then, yeah, Sioux Center does a nice little, nice little show that uh, we used to be able to watch off our front driveway. Just you know, put a couple lawn chairs down and and catch that. Well, they moved places this year because they like built a new high school where they used to shoot from. So I was bummed. Turns out it's even better. Uh, we sat out on our back deck, and it was like the our trees. And then the neighbor's trees, our trees framed it. And then the neighbor's trees framed it more. And then like the distant neighbor's trees framed it even more. And the fireworks were just like perfectly in this little like yeah. tree frame. So that was really nice. Uh, and then we did some camp in the last few days. We just got back yesterday. So, and that went really, really well. Best camping trip yet. I told Lindsay that I actually feel positive feelings towards our camper now. Um, nice. which is good. the first Big I've been step. able to say that <laughs> since like the week after we bought it. So yeah, it was good. Uh, yeah. So good, good 4th of July weekend, extended week, good times. Uh, nice. hope all you listeners, wherever you're at, uh, at least in the United States, hope you had a good, good, uh, 4th of July weekend. Um, Anthony, before we go any further, what are you drinking tonight? Yeah, I've got, well, I was, uh, I texted you. Uh, right before we sat down to record, I was, I had this text laid out because I was like, man, this episode really, uh, uh, these couple episodes we watched for doing a back to back really got to me. I'm excited to record these episodes. I'm about to mix myself a mojito. Oh. And right as I was about to hit send, I realized mm, we don't have any club soda in the apartment. And <sighs> the downside, the probably first downside that I've found of living in Sioux Falls as opposed to Brookings is that the nearest grocery store is far too far away for me to quick quick run and go Ah. get some. Uh, So I've got just the vodka and water with Mio because it. Uh uh, I will probably switch it over to beer before too long because I don't want to get too turned, especially (laughs) uh, as emotional as this episode and the next will get. So, uh, but for now we're doing a uh, vodka and water. What, uh, what do you got over there? Yeah. Uh, well, I bought, I think I mentioned last time that I just went ahead and bought a case of Natty Light Natterdays. 
and uh, thinking that Fourth of July weekend, I'll drink a bunch then, then going camping, uh, I'll knock those out. I drank basically nothing. Uh, <laughs> so my refrigerator has like 25 uh, Natter Days stocked into it. So nice. I'm continuing to work at that. Uh, yeah, it's probably good if we take it easy a little bit uh, with these episodes, because if we start talking about all these emotional uh, yeah. topics, uh, we might... Yeah, we might get pretty blubbery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, uh, I I agree. And also, I have a a wedding tomorrow. My cousin on my stepdad's side of the family is getting married. Um, oh, and yeah. I've got a pretty complicated relationship with a lot of folks on that uh, side of the family. So, okay. yeah, uh, I don't want to. I I got to save my drinking for tomorrow night <laughs> because I, I don't want to. I don't want to be too too hungover for it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, well, yeah, it's a bummer. We don't get the Bracco mojito with the Bracco bro tank. But, yeah, uh, it'll, maybe, it'll happen. Yeah, maybe the stars will align at some point later on. But sure, that's what we're drinking. That's what our uh, 4th of July weekend uh, looked like. I think it's time to get into this week's episode of Friday Night Lights. This is episode 11 of season three. It is entitled A Hard Rain's Gonna Fall. Uh, it originally aired. Another, in, uh, sorry, I got to point out oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. title is a uh, reference to a Bob Dylan song. Yes. Another uh, callback to <laughs> Matt Saracen's <laughs> yeah. uh, fandom. Yes, uh, which we get a lot of Matt Saracen maybe next episode. But um, it originally aired December 17th of 2008. Uh, I am on the IMDb, IMDb page so I can see that Movie Dude 1 uh, has given us his take on what's going on. Would you uh, be so kind as to bless us with what Movie Dude 1 has to say about it? You got it. Buddy tries to use Tim to get to Lila, who's still mad about losing her college fund to a business deal, and it gets worse when she finds she's been accepted by the college she's always dreamed of. Buddy also enlists the power of the Dylan Panthers boosters in order to redraft the line proposed by the school district when a new East Dylan High uh, school is proposed. Landry and Tyra bond over Tyra's sister's wedding, while JD and his father don't exactly see eye to eye over the girl in JD's life. I'm trying to find. There's no, there's no common theme. There's no theme. No common theme. First sentence is a real doozy, but it's all, it's at least all like the same topic. Right. That first sentence is it's all mm-hmm. about Lila basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's long. It's a run kind of a run on. Yeah, it's just the, and it gets worse uh, part, really. <laughs> yeah, he tacks it. Uh, yeah. Um, honestly, though, on the whole, this isn't bad. I got to no. give this like a an eight, maybe yeah. a nine. Yeah. It, that's what I'm like. I'm, I'm kind of speechless a little bit because I want to <laughs> poke fun of it somewhere, but I can't really. Uh, it's informative. I wouldn't say that it's brief, but uh, it's fairly efficient with its uh, yeah. conveyance of information. So, all right, let's go with it. I, I, I like want to. I want to sandbag a little bit and give him an eight, but I don't. I think it is a nine. I think yeah, we're going to go with a nine here. The the only flaw that I've got here is the it gets worse 
uh, part of the first sentence, which can be overlooked. Honestly, the rest is pretty concise. He doesn't run on any further than that. Everything no. he doesn't try to too hard with the um with the the common themes, the common whatever. Yeah. Um, he doesn't limit it to just two sentences. This is <laughs> right. I think the best that movie dude one has ever done. Wow. Well, congrats, movie dude one. We, we love to see we it. Commend you for this. Honestly, uh, wouldn't be too great for the podcast if you get really good at this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, we like this. Uh, yeah, for this week. So yeah, all right. It's a nine. That's kind of exciting. I, I feel yeah. like it's a good omen for the. Yeah, I think so be, too. This is going to be a, a good good talk we have here. All right. <clears throat> so. This episode starts out, uh, the Colettes and Billy are working on their wedding registry with the little scanny beepy thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it comes up in the process that Tyra has to plan Mindy's bridal shower. Yes. Mindy decides right off the bat that it will not be held at seven senoritas cantina. Ooh, come on. It's seven senoritas. (laughs) You have to. Yeah. But okay. Nope. It's going to be. It's going to be a T. Yeah. Yeah. She wants to be different, a little more classy, uh, is what she's thinking in her brain. Uh, meanwhile, Billy is just pumped about registering for a leaf blower. He's yes. <laughs> pretty. He's loving the it. the gun, the registry gun. <laughs> yes. Having a good time with it. Um, but yeah. So Mindy's got her mind made up, and Tyra is yeah in charge of making her dreams for her bridal shower happen. So, uh, she seems a little uncertain about the whole tea thing, but, Mm -hmm. uh, over at practice, JD's looking pretty good. Uh, quarterback, he's nailing it. And Madison is over on the sidelines, just watching him real, real thirstily. She, uh, (laughs) yeah, it's weird. JD kind of gets a little cocky. He stops mid practice to it's go like a over water and break, like, but yeah, sure, it's, yeah, yeah, goes over and talks to her. Uh, gets a little scolding by both the stud of suds and Coach Taylor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Coach not impressed. He sends Coach Wade over, which Mac McGill's not back yet. Uh, in this episode, apparently, no, or, no, yeah, nope, not yet. Um, sends Wade over. To get him to get JD and tell him to get his head in the game. Over at the Riggins household, Billy and Mindy and uh, Tim and Lila are drinking and playing video games. Some sort of racing game, but on a PlayStation, I'm not sure what it was. Yeah, I think it was some sort of like made for TV <laughs> yeah. uh, video game. Like the only generic PlayStation video game. racing game I could think of was... Uh, Crash Bandicoot. No, because it looked like a uh, cart, more like a cart. Right, game. like Crash Team yeah. Racing. Yeah, yeah, something like that. But yeah, yeah, I was just, I sorry, first thing that came to mind. You just said PlayStation Racing. I was like, yeah. Turismo. That's yeah. the one. But yeah, that if is. you're talking about arcade style racing games, which yep. is exactly what they're playing, and I'm a dumbass for not thinking about that. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, correct. I. Uh, the I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast, but the Wii that Lindsay got me for Christmas 15 years after the fact, um, we recently checked out Mario Kart Wii uh, from, from the library, and we it was a family affair 
playing yeah. playing Mario Kart. We had Diamond. Diamond, you know, would maybe finish one out of every 20 races, but <laughs> she had fun driving her car around. Yeah. And then Lindsay and I got really into it. And there were a few nights where it was like, okay, one more race. We got to we we got to beat <laughs> Wario or whatever. We got to do it. And then, you know, half hour 45 minutes later it's like okay what okay this is it for real this time so we had a good time with nice. the uh with a mario kart Wii. but always a good time that's not what billy and mindy and tim and lila are playing but no. something of the sort and lila's going pretty hard they're they're drinking yeah. and she's sh- kind of turning into a riggins a little bit yeah yeah i think that's what's uh even more so than Tim, uh, because Tim is ready to go to bed. Yeah, he's gonna um, hit the sheets. Yeah, um, but it looks like it's still like light outside. Like there's still like natural daylight coming in. Uh, I don't know if you noticed that, but yeah, I don't know if maybe it was just maybe it wasn't natural light, but it seemed like it. But which um, okay, this is uh, December. I, they said mm-hmm. it too. They right. said that it's yeah. December. So if he's going to bed when it's still light out, he's going to bed at like, like four p.m. at the latest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. um, anyway, maybe it wasn't natural light. Maybe I was just seeing things, but I was like, oh, and I didn't. I didn't even consider that it was December. So yeah, uh, I don't know. But uh, <laughs> Lila says she's going to stay up with Billy and Mindy. She's she's on a roll. Yeah. Uh, Tim looks a little bit concerned, <laughs> which is something. Yeah. Yeah. When Tim Riggins is concerned for you, that's a problem. But she's definitely not acting like Lila. Um, right. Yes. Uh, over at the Taylor household, this is the first time we hear about East Dillon High, the possibility of East Dillon High. Uh, Tammy is trying to figure out the whole redistricting situation uh it's yeah complicated and confusing and obviously as the principal of the high school you know she's going to have a pretty big role in it's going to affect her in a great way in a huge way but she's kind of unsure i think of how she but i think she says something at this point right away about how like this is the only way that they're going to get the funding they need yeah yeah it's it's all pretty vague yeah which i don't know how the details of that work and I'm not going to try and figure it out either, but um, yeah, we're, we're just kind of being let in on what's going on. Yep. Uh, The next day, Tim wakes up Lila, but she's hung over. She says she's staying in bed. Uh, It must be a weekend or maybe she's skipping school. It's unclear. (sighs) It's school because he's talking about taking, uh, he's talking about academics somehow right. and when tim riggins is trying to get you to take your <laughs> academics seriously you're in you know you're in a rough spot yeah, that's when you that's know the, that yeah there's a concern to be had but uh he he seems concerned seems bummed but uh he takes off without her yeah he's got a line in there that i wrote down uh he says oh you don't want to go all right fine i'll stay here but you're not going to get much sleep <laughs> <laughs> whoa <laughs> Uh, Tyra, meanwhile, is grocery shopping for the shower. She is spotted by Landry, who comes over, cracks a little joke. Yeah. But then he he says, hey, you know, I just wanted to let you know the band got booked again at that Mm -hmm. bar. So I just want to thank you for setting up that show because, you know, we could really... Things could go or go in places for Crucifictorious, <laughs> I guess. 
Yeah. And uh, he hears that Tyra is helping Mindy with the shower and he offers to help her organize yeah. the shower. She, well, she, she kind of proposes it to him. So, like, oh, are you, are you offering to help? Kind of. And she kind of ropes him into it, which I feel like is Tyra kind of being right back on her bull again. Yeah, 100%. 100%. (laughs) Like, didn't he just freak out on her, uh, like, last episode or maybe two episodes ago at the most? But you know what? If you're Landry Clark and you got a a woman as beautiful as Tyra Collette, you're probably probably quick to forgive. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. Over at the McCoy household, Joe is just losing his mind about Madison. He calls her a minx. He calls her a plague. What is a minx? I don't even know. I've heard that word before, but I don't actually know what a minx is. Yeah. I have to do a Google here. Um, okay. An impudent, cunning, or flirt, boldly flirtatious girl or young woman. Hmm. <laughs> Miriam Webster says, Definition one, a pert girl. Definition two, a wanton woman. (laughs) (laughs) Has unusual seductive powers such that she could commit acts that would otherwise be considered inappropriate, but still maintaining an air of class or poise, says Urban Dictionary. It was first used in 1576. So It's been around for a while. It's really stood the test of time. I guess so. A sexually attractive and playful woman who often causes trouble. Well, that's Madison to a T right there. <laughs> yep. You um, nailed it, Joe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he's he's freaking out about it. JD comes home, and it's pretty awkward. I don't remember exactly what the exchange was, but it comes up in the exchange. He asks what's for dinner, and uh, Ma says that it's turkey burgers, and JD says, oh, boy, my favorite. Uh, JD McCoy's favorite meal is turkey burgers. (laughs) Yeah, he wasn't being sarcastic. No, he is genuinely excited about turkey burgers. That's that's the kind of guy JD McCoy is. (laughs) Uh, meanwhile, over the Saracen household, grandma is being a total B about missing Oprah again. Yes. Um, she, uh, yeah, she and and Ma Saracen are going to go to the market. Um, but yeah, she's pissed off about missing Oprah. <laughs> They're doing um, a live makeover. You should watch it. Maybe you could learn something. <laughs> Jeez, grandma. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what the circumstances are because I didn't write it, but did she think she forgot something? Yeah, or, she thought yeah. she forgot her purse. That's, okay, yeah. Thought, for, thought, that, ugh, thought that she forgot her purse. Um, she steps out of a moving car <laughs> yep. and falls um yeah so matt they call an ambulance take her to the hospital doctor says he's not so much worried about the physical injuries she'll be fine he's more worried about her mental state and her mental deterioration um and yeah, she needs but she needs professional care yep. is what the doctor basically tells her. she needs better care yep um into a moss harrison is all about this idea yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh Matt not so much. He kind of yeah, he's pissed. Loses his mind a little bit about the idea of putting her in a home or whatever. Um but I will say what's up with the doctors in being like overly harsh to 18-year-old Matt Saracen? 
uh, didn't he seem harsh again? Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. mean, he's landed on the line, try, but still like, I almost wonder if they've, uh, they've been through it enough times where he's like, listen, yeah. clearly being kind to you isn't working. <laughs> like, let, yeah. me, yeah. let me be straightforward with you. I feel like the last time they, we saw them talk about it, he was kind of a jerk too, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. But obviously it's not hitting home. So you gotta be forceful with it. Uh, over up, over, uh, Back at practice, practice is over. Buddy rolls up, uh, rolls down the the window, uh, wants to have a man to man talk with Tim Riggins. Uh, so they drive away and uh, drive to like a vacant lot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, not creepy or concerning at all. Um, but yeah, they kind of talk about Lila and the situation. Uh, Tim tells Buddy that. Lila said that she misses him, which I don't know that we've ever actually seen. Was Tim telling the truth or was he trying to make Buddy feel better? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's implied that he actually she actually has said something off screen or yeah. if um or if maybe this is just Tim's own concern for Lila that he's like, I need to try to yeah. get them to reunite or what. Um, right. but Tim does say uh, he suggests giving her a little bit more time, but that he kind of supports it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Buddy asked him what to do. Tim says to give him more time. And Buddy is like kind of blown away by this apparently profound advice. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You are right, Tim Riggins. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give her more time. Thank you. <laughs> like, okay. Um, so uh, Tim then asks if uh, Buddy's going to actually give him a ride back or whatever. Yep, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> of course. <laughs> yep. There's a redistricting meeting mm-hmm. held amongst, it seems to be open to the public. Yeah. Some sort of town town meeting, mm-hmm. some Parks and Rec, Amy Poehler type thing. Yeah. Um, folks are concerned, uh, but Tammy says that they need to consider the redistricting. Coach seems very concerned, like just non verbally. Uh, about what this could mean for the Dylan Panthers. Yes. Um, he has a, a look of concern and then they, they do, he and Tammy do talk about it. Um, and yeah, he says it's going to half of his 40% of his team lives in or East of Collier street yeah. or the dividing line or whatever. So it's going to split up his team. Lila uh, goes over to Buddy's apartment uh, to get some clothes. She finds some of her mail. Turns out that she has been accepted into Vanderbilt. I think there's like a letter from like the financial aid office as well. I was kind of taking notes and only looking up uh, time to time. But um, as she's kind of going through this stuff, uh, Buddy comes home. Lila kind of tries to rush the conversation tells buddy by the way i got into vanderbilt not that i'll be able to go um and she storms off yeah it it almost hurt buddy more that uh she got the good news because it ended up being bad news because buddy uh wasted all her college money (laughs) madison and jd we see them uh together madison Let's JD know that uh, Paul McCoy called her dad 
and got into it. They got into it on the phone yeah. a little bit back and forth. And yeah. Joe said that Madison is a bad influence to her, her father. Uh, sounds like uh, Madison's father is ready to get some lawyers involved <laughs> for like harassment. Yeah. Pretty must be a pretty litigious dude. Cause I'm not <laughs> sure exactly what, yeah, maybe harassment could be suing for, but he's threatening to sue. And, JD is obviously pretty uh, appalled by he's that. mortified, <laughs> but Madison's like, yeah, whatever. Uh, it's fine. completely unfazed. No big deal. Um, mm. That minx. Like this, uh, this isn't the first time that this has happened to Madison. Yeah, She's, apparently. Uh, or her parents possibly, but um, yeah. Meanwhile, uh, there's uh, a short scene. I didn't take very good notes on it. But, not uh, much goes on. Yeah. Uh, Landry uh, and Tyra hang out. Landry tells Mindy over the phone that he and Tyra kind of have everything covered. Yeah. Because Mindy's trying to micromanage everything. Right. And Landry just kind of takes charge. Uh, we see the boosters and they, it looks like a, like a war planning, like a war room. <laughs> yeah. They got maps out and they got, they're drawn all over them. Uh, they're basically trying to gerrymander the the redistricting um, to keep the Panthers intact. Yeah, they're they're zigging and zagging that uh, that redistricting line to make sure that the population of both schools is even, but that they get their Dillon Panthers uh, playing for 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 West Dillon. Uh, and yes, yeah, so they're going well. If we go over one more block, we got the uh, you know. <laughs> So and so boys. Uh They're so let's go over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh it's a pretty funny scene. There is a little uh joke. Oh, that uh I think like Joe McCoy says something to the waitress about like make sure Buddy pays his tab or yeah. something like that. He's been known to like not pay a tab or like cause yeah, a ruckus over up, a yeah. tab. <clears throat> and uh Buddy makes a pretty open and self-deprecating joke saying, uh yeah, you know, that was the most expensive lap dance I ever had, um, which is almost like a really human uh, moment for Buddy. Like, it almost made me like him more, but then he gave a look like it really hurt him to make fun of himself like, well, immediately after. Yeah, well, see, because I think this was, I, I picked up that, like, Joe was really, I, I thought it was super jerkish. Oh, 100%. Like, just throwing Buddy under the bus well, kind of, um, but like, just be an asshole to be yeah, an asshole. Like, and I, I feel felt like it was probably like, uh, uh, almost like a booster political move that you know he's trying to yeah. oust Buddy as you know one of the main boosters 100%. or whatever. And Buddy, yeah, tries to make fun of himself to lessen the blow. But then you get a shot of yes, Buddy looking hurt and Joe like smirks, like just mm-hmm. this really smug. Uh, basically out sleazeballing Buddy yeah, Like Which if you want to be the top of the boosters, you're going to have to get real <laughs> sleazy with it. Yeah, you got to be the real scum of the earth. Which, yeah, obviously a lot of sleaze going on uh, <laughs> at yeah. the table in general. So Grandma Saracen is literally losing her mind about her slippers. Um, yeah. She needs her slippers. She's she's watching TV. Matt is doodling, I think, maybe on the, uh, <laughs> the dining room table nearby. 
uh, grandma all of a sudden says, where are my slippers? I need my slippers. Uh, Matt is like, grandma, they're on your feet. Uh, But then it kind of escalates to a point where she is literally freaking out where Matt has to take the slippers off her feet and hand them to her. And she has like an emotional breakdown, getting them back. It like on one hand, it's so annoying just because it's grandma Saracen. And for whatever reason, like for whatever reason, I just don't have compassion for grandma Saracen. Right. Same. We've talked about this. I hate grandma Saracen, (laughs) but it is like a genuinely heartbreaking performance. Exactly. She She plays it so well and it's so terrifying. And I, I, like I said to Angie, like while we were watching the scene, I was like, God, like, I don't think anything scares me more than like losing my like mental well-being. Like it's absolutely terrifying to me. Or someone I love. That's literally when someone right, asks my worst right. fear, I say like my mom getting Alzheimer's. That's right. my worst fear. Yeah. That's yeah. No, my my great grandma had Alzheimer's um and died of it. Um and I didn't see her for like the last like let's see here. Probably the last like seven or eight years of her life. Uh just because yeah. like I didn't want to remember her that way. Yeah. And um like my grandma didn't live long enough to probably start showing the signs, but like you know, like it's, it's in my family, uh, you know, to some degree. And, you know, all I, I mean, you know, my, my mom's got, I guess a quarter of that, (laughs) you know, so it's like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, and, but like, no, it's, it's literally like something that really, really, I think about a lot because it's just like, well, especially with my little brother, like Brandon's got schizophrenia. And so like, I mean, we were even, he's been having some real episodes lately and they've been like changing his medication. And like, we stopped, when we went to pier two weeks ago, like we stopped through Mitchell and like took him out for dinner. And like, you could tell, like he would have moments where you just kind of like uh, zone out or yeah. like he would just start to do these, like almost yeah. like obsessive compulsive disorder stuff. Yeah. Like he was standing yeah. and all of a sudden he just was like, uh, like pulling mm-hmm. up his shorts a little bit. And I was like, yeah. I had to finally like be like, Brandon, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, yeah. get with it. And so like, it's yeah, I literally like as something like, <clears throat> that I feel really grounds me is just that like, I feel really present a lot and like nothing mm-hmm. scares me more than like, I feel like I make relatively good decisions, you know, yeah, like, yeah. you know, uh, <laughs> in terms of like, you know, whatever, but like, I, yeah, nothing scares me more than just like, than me or yeah, I guess a loved one just completely like, I just, I just, I can't even imagine what it's, what it's like you know, like yeah. to just like lose that reality. And yeah. Ugh. Yeah. After my, after my dad was diagnosed, he lived five months after that. And like the last probably two of those, you know, it, it, it was brain cancer and it's mm-hmm. heavy meds. And so that starts to mess with your personality mm-hmm. and who you are. And yeah, it's just, it's just weird when someone, that you've known your entire life, like just doesn't, isn't really themselves anymore. Is, was uh, Brandon's thing, is that the schizophrenia, like the repetitive OCD thing? Is that the the schizophrenia itself or is that the medication? I don't know. Um, I don't know enough about it because it just, things just changed. He, I don't think he ever did stuff like that before, at least not that I noticed, but it may, it may be the changing of the meds. It could just be because he's been having more episodes lately, but I really I have no idea. So. I I asked because my dad had weird stuff like that. Um, oh yeah, in, in those last and I and I don't know if that was the 
what was going on in his brain or if it was the medications, but he would like literally get stuck on like a Mm -hmm. a motion. Like he'd be flipping through a magazine and then like Mm -hmm. he'd just, he'd start flipping and you'd realize like he's been flipping for five minutes straight and dad, what's going on? You reading that? And he's like, I can't stop. Like, and he knew he was repeating or like he'd, he'd start drying himself off with the towel and Mm -hmm. like he'd get stuck. And if you didn't like snap him out of it, he mm-hmm. like he just literally couldn't stop doing it. So, right. Oh, like yeah, the worst. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but yeah, Matt, he has a real oh crap, uh, look on his face, kind of in the yeah. aftermath of all of it. Like, okay, yeah, maybe the doctor's right. Maybe we yeah. can do something about this. But yeah. uh, Tyron Landry are making cucumber sandwiches for the tea, and Landry thinks that tire needs to slice the cucumbers a little thinner because cucumbers are cucumber sandwiches are a very delicate food. Yes. Tyra, as we find out, improved on her SAT score, but still needs to improve a little more. Um, Landry lets her know that he's proud of her hard work. We kind of see there's more unspoken here than what is spoken. Um, We kind of visibly see Landry falling back into it. Um, Hard to blame him. Yep. We love Tyra. She's a beautiful woman. Yeah. Adrian Pilecki, please come on the show. Please. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I think a lot here is is more unspoken than spoken in this scene. And, you know, I think at this point, it's even more than just uh, physical attraction for Landry. Like, I think he's genuinely like impressed by her effort and her strides forward just in you know becoming a more complete human being and he kind of he he goes on a little encouraging speech that i wasn't sure if it was like turning patronizing or if it was genuine or or if it would be taken well but it was taken well by tyra um you know he just basically says like most girls that look like you just coast through life yeah um, don't have but i'm super proud of how hard you worked and all that um so i wasn't sure if that was going to go over well but it did uh it did yeah yeah i think that she she, yeah she took it in the way that he had intended but um we uh get a a little scene of buddy and coach um talking about the remapping is this is is this the one that's at the the lot it's at the lot which is yeah i wrote down buddy and coach are having another one of those laundromat conversations (laughs) they're just at the laundromat talking or, yeah. you know, like buddy. And yeah. At, the, at buddy's lot after dark. <laughs> yeah. Like buddy's talking about this vehicle that he's been trying to sell for like 18 months and just can't get it off the lot. Yeah. Uh, there's no context as to how they got there or no. why they're there. But um, yeah, buddy basically lets coach know I'm not going to let my Panthers get dismantled. Yep. Yep, uh, it's the whole redistrict thing. It's bigger than coach. It's about the Dylan Panthers. Mm-hmm. So if you don't want to know, don't ask. Yep. <laughs> uh, so Buddy gets a little dark there. Okay, this next scene, Tim brings Lila to church, the church that uh, she grew up going to with her family, the church where... Ma Colette slapped Buddy for having an affair. Um, the church where Buddy sang Swing Low, Sweet Chariot <laughs> alone. 
<laughs> and then prayed exclusively for the Panthers. Um, so, but he's hoping that she will, I don't know, like feel nostalgic for the good old days. Yeah, it's hard to tell what Tim's fell apart. intentions are here, but. The church choir is there practicing Christmas carols. So this is officially a Christmas episode yes. of Reliving the Lights. Um, is Friday Night Lights a Christmas show? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lila's not having it at all. Whatever Tim was trying to accomplish, it falls completely flat. And <laughs> uh, it gets a little ugly. She starts really breaking down. Um, but then it kind of spills out. She, you know, she's like, why didn't I go with them? Uh, I'm assuming her mom and her siblings to where they move, like Seattle or something like that. Yeah. Pacific Northwest. Uh, with Communist country. Company. Yeah. Um, and that now she doesn't have a family at all. So maybe not the intended uh, outcome that Tim was going for, but I feel like maybe progress because at least she's yeah. like talking about. Well, it. she does say, I don't, I, I have no family. And Tim does say like, yes, you do. And they kind yeah. of embrace and it's seems like he's consoling her a little bit after in that breakdown, but yep. So little forward progress there. Uh, Landry and Tyra are setting the patio out at the Colette's for the tea bridal shower. And they're apparently using the stripper names for the place cards at the, <laughs> at the tables. One, one of Mindy's friends stripper name is Aquanet. <laughs> Don't know if you saw that. And another one Didn't was Fashionette. So weird stripper names. Uh, yeah. Weird to be using stripper names yes. for a bridal shower, but I suppose. Uh, it suddenly starts to rain. They scramble. Uh, they get it all set up inside. Not as classy. Yeah. Not as classy. The storm storm was a brewing. Brew came up really fast. It did. They were not expecting it at all, no. uh, apparently. But uh, they get it all set up inside. Tyra thanks Landry for his help. Kisses him on the cheek. And then we kind of get, uh, you know, Landry in aw shucks mode. Yeah. Uh, but then we cut to the party. Mindy's friends give her pretty ridiculous gifts. Yeah. Lingerie mostly. It yeah. seems they're exchanging. Um, but Mindy gives a toast to Tyra. It's very the first of a few emotional moments in this episode and next episode. I had a few moments yeah. in both episodes that I was like, oh, okay. Ooh, um, did this one get you? I thought it was a very Mindy emotional moment, like in a finding new it was. sort of way. It, it was, but it was definitely a very like sisterly moment. Yes. Like it was, even though it was maybe not as emotional as a, 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 a moment that happens between two Colettes later in this episode. Sure. Um, it was very yeah. genuine. Yes, for sure. For sure, for sure. Uh, the party after that toast kind of devolves into just more of your straight up Colette style uh, drinking yes. and debauchery party. Type what we've thing. come to expect. Yep. So the classiness of the, the tea did not last long. Um, for Mindy and her friends, but looks like they're having a good time. Mm-hmm. Joe and Katie McCoy are dropping JD off for the game. It's raining hard. So Joe is trying to drill into 
JD's head that it's all about ball control when you're playing Mm -hmm. in the rain. You need to be running the football. Run the football, he says. Um, So he gives him lots of advice, but it's mostly, yeah, don't try and throw. You got to keep control of the ball. Um, JD is kind of just, okay, dad, yep, okay. Uh, Doesn't seem to be that interested in what Pa has to say after he recently found out about the phone conversation and all that. Yeah. Uh, it's game time. Yeah, we got ourselves a mud bowl. We got ourselves a mud bowl, yeah. <laughs> it's on turf, so it's not very right, muddy. Not but, quite as muddy, but uh, yeah, the rains are coming down. Uh, Joe McCoy just being an, an asshole in the stands as usual. Mm-hmm. Um, in the uh, third quarter, the Panthers are down 14-7. to seven. Joe's pissed. JD's struggling. Yeah. West Cambria fumbles a punt snap. Yep. Is just what our Panthers needed. It's uh 14 to 3. They run it back for a touchdown. Panthers decide to go for two instead of tying it. They're gonna go ahead and win this thing. Classic coach Taylor. JD scrambles on the two point mm-hmm. conversion, mm-hmm. breaks a tackle thanks to the rain. <laughs> yeah. And uh completes a pants. A pass <laughs> completes a pants. Uh, completes a pass to Tim Riggins. Panthers win, and we're going to state. Going to state, but Joe McCoy is pissed up in the stands mm-hmm. because JD didn't run the football in that last play uh, that he threw to Riggins. Um, so JD did not heed any of Joe's advice all game long. Moss Harrison's waiting for Matt after the game. She meets him. Uh, Matt apologizes to her for for what he said when he kind of blew up at her. I I don't did we mention that before that he kind of got pissed at her for yeah, the yeah. thing. Oh yeah, with the doctor. Yep. We yep. we had it more direct at the doctor. But when she was God dang. I can't remember what exactly he said. But anyway, they agree to get grandma some help. <clears throat> Matt says that he never wanted her to leave. She says she is never going anywhere. So he must have said something really pointed that I can't remember that first time. Something about her leaving again or. Yeah. Like yeah. That. Yeah. Some, yeah. Why don't you just leave again? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. We get a, a short scene that I right away almost wrote down. Like this is a pointless uh, like 30 seconds of it, it really it's was. like coach it's like, and tammy like just making their way to a table at apple yeah, they're just <laughs> arriving at applebee's that's literally yeah. what my notes say coach and tammy arriving at applebee's yeah <laughs> that's the i most. almost added an, an addendum to that to be like why did this even happen but we find out very <laughs> yep. shortly um yep. go ahead yeah we had to uh, we had to establish that coach and tammy were there uh talking looking out the window anyway jd in the, is in the back seat of the mccoy vehicle he's talking to madison loudly on the phone or i guess we assume it's madison yeah um, it's implied it's, he never says her name directly but he's yeah. definitely in a flirtatious voice he doesn't like you're gonna get it somebody right. says something That's like right. that <laughs> uh and paul mccoy is just <laughs> Just Curious. shooting daggers at JD through the rear view mirror. He's got murder in his eyes, is what oh, I yeah. wrote in the. And it turns out, uh, yeah, pretty not ugh, incorrect. Not yeah, good. Um, tells JD to hang up the phone. 
hang up the phone. Hang up the phone now. He starts mm-hmm. freaking out on JD to hang. And JD is like, yeah, pushing back. Like, why? Um, so tensions are very high right now with yeah. JD and Pa. I would say they're at a breaking point. Yeah, things aren't going well. But back at Applebee's, uh, we get a little scene of Tammy and Coach. Tammy is kind of telling Coach, oh, you're not going to believe this. They got a real zigzag in line uh, to uh, to break up the old redistricting between East and West Dillon. Yeah, Coach obviously knows. I don't think we mentioned earlier that Coach was at that little booster yep. meeting. We did he mention saw- Oh, maybe we didn't. No, he I might not have. He saw what was happening. He wasn't taking part in it or anything. Right. Um, but but yes, he did say that he was uncomfortable with it to Buddy, to which Buddy just, uh, replied, if you don't want to know, then don't ask. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, But Coach is just staying quiet as mm-hmm. Tammy talks about this. He's not uh, <laughs> not admitting that he had heard about it already. Um, outside in the Applebee's parking lot, the McCoys arrive. And Joe and JD really get into it. Joe yeah. calls Madison a tramp in the process. Son JD calls his performance in the game a pathetic display. Yeah. Uh, JD says, screw you. And Joe beats the shit out of him. Like, not, not, not halfway. Not like, uh, I mean, it's not. No, he was like slamming his head up against the yeah. vehicle. Like I'm glad my kids weren't watching it right. with me like they sometimes do because it was pretty bad. He's punching him, slamming his head against the vehicle. Um, Coach and Tammy see this happening through the windows of Applebee's, and they run outside, break it up. Uh, Joe walks away into the rainy night, um, yeah. and Coach and Tammy are left to kind of console JD and Katie. Uh, back at the Riggins household, Tim and Lila get home. They talk about the game. Tim says he'd rather hang out with his gal than go out to the big yeah. victory party. Tim's um, going soft here. This what's going on? He here? is, yeah. He's this becoming is... a real, a real, uh, yeah. He's becoming like a dad, yeah. like uh, becoming an old man for sure. It's gotta, um, I I th- I think that happens in relationships where you have to like maintain balance, mm-hmm. um, you know. So Tim has always been the hard partier, but now Lila is kind of like taking that over of being like the the drinker, um, yeah, the irresponsible one. So Tim has to compensate, and I I don't know. I just think that happens in a lot of ways sure. in relationships, you know. Like I'm pretty antisocial. Uh, <clears throat> I'm uh really introverted and stuff like that so i don't like to go out i don't like to have people over stuff like that but uh lindsay is like even more that way <laughs> introverted in a lot mm-hmm. of ways than i am and so then it's like i think in almost any other relationship i would be like the very introverted one but then i yeah but then i tend to be the one that is like yeah trying to connect with people when we're out and stuff because mm-hmm. otherwise we'd just be the couple that like slinks away <laughs> you know when right it's all contact it's like ah, well we better <laughs> at least make a connection with people so uh yeah tim i think is compensating here um for sure but yeah and he says well the real parties are when they win state anyway so mm-hmm. um tim asks her you know 
<laughs> are you having fun staying here? Doesn't really seem like it. And um, he basically tells her that, you know, I'll be here for you no matter what. You know, I'm your boyfriend. That's what I'm here for. But you kind of need to pull yourself together. Um, he loves her. And if mm-hmm. she can't figure out, figure it all out, then the college situation out, he's sure that San Antonio state would, would love yeah, to she, have her. She can get into any college she wants. So I'm sure that, uh, you get into San Antonio <laughs> state. So, yeah, I'm guessing if you make it into Vanderbilt, you can probably get yeah. into San Antonio. So. Tammy back at the Taylor household is consoling, uh, Katie McCoy inside outside jd and coach have a little talk jd kind of laments about joe's abuse um kind of opens up to coach about it coach consoles him yeah he says you know whatever tells him that because jd is like everything i do is wrong for him like it's never good enough you know is this my fault (laughs) and coach is like no, what happened was wrong no matter what, even if he's your dad. Um, it's just plain wrong. So um, not your fault. It'll all work out in the long run, which I thought the the rest of the talk was good, but then Coach ends with that nice empty platitude. Thanks, Coach. Yeah. It'll all work out in the long run. But over at the Colette household, bridal shower's over. It's just Tyra and Ma Collette. Tyra is crying because basically she just wants to want something simple like Minnie yeah. and the strippers like she, just to be can, content with a life in Dylan with Billy Riggins would be so yep. much easier yep she can't tell she can't understand she says why she's not jealous of Mindy and Billy um because they they're perfect together and and they seem really happy but she just doesn't want uh to quote James Vanderbeek in Varsity Blues, <laughs> I don't want your life. <laughs> uh, she doesn't want that life. Uh, Ma Collette says, hey, listen, you know, Mindy was predictable. Like, I love Mindy. She's my predictable child. But that, you know, you always keep me guessing. You ever since from the moment I found out I was pregnant with you, you've uh, you've been unpredictable all the way. She's really proud of her. Tells her to keep her, keep chasing her goals. Mm-hmm. They have a little cry and they embrace. I almost have a cry. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's a very, very emotional moment. Yeah, it's a good one. It's really the first time we've ever seen Ma Collette um, supporting Tyra in any yeah. meaningful way. Um, and she really steps up here. It's really nice. She calls Tyra a wonder. I thought that was mm-hmm. that was pretty sweet. I liked that. She calls her a wonder. So beautiful moment. Um, yeah, keep going, Tyra. We believe in you. We want the best for you. We love you. Mm-hmm. That's the end of the episode. Roll credits. We'll be right back. Right, we're back. We're gonna give out our awards for the week, and like we always do, let's start with a Coach Taylor Inspo rating. Uh, how'd Coach do this week um, at inspiring those around him? 
yeah, it's kind of hard to pick a number, I think, for coach this week. He doesn't do a ton. No. Um, He's kind well, of just I, witnessing things. <laughs> like, right. He witnesses, like, the boosters uh, mm-hmm. redis- gerrymandering. Uh, he yeah. witnesses the McCoy family imploding. Um, that's... Yeah. He consoles JD. Kind of, yeah, kind of emptily consoles JD, but consoles nonetheless. Yeah. Um, I don't know, uh, like a three sound good. <laughs> yeah, I think that's about the right number. Um, didn't do anything wrong, but just also didn't do anything great. Yeah. Julie Taylor Hatometer, was there even a moment of Julie in this episode? I. I'm sure she was in the background. She was maybe like, I think she was in the scene where coach and Tammy first talk about redistricting uh, uh, like at, at their house. Yeah. Or whatever. She's probably complaining about like, we don't have any eggs Benedict or some shit. Um, <laughs> but what's her friend that we never hear about anymore? <laughs> Lois. Lois. Yeah. Uh, she, maybe she was talking about Lois. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I don't feel like we have anything to hate her for. No, so flat zero. Flat zero. Big rig beer tally. Did you catch any? Yep. Uh, he cracks a beer at the end uh, when he is with Lila and he tells her that uh, he'd rather hang with his gal than <laughs> go to the party. He he has an open, open container. All right. So that is one beer on the big rig beer tally this week. The Alamo Freeze presents the Matt Saracen Oshucks Goofus Malufus moment of the week. Pretty emotional episode for Matt. Yeah, he doesn't really go into Goofus Malufus mode. Um, Maybe at at best, just him getting overly emotional at the doctor uh, for suggesting that he put grandma in a home. But that's, I mean, the closest he gets to to really like breaking composure and going into not even goofus mode it's just over emotion yep so i don't think we should give any out this Mm -hmm. week buddy garrity sleazeball move of the week um i gotta say the moment at the well i was gonna say the moment at the dealership at night with coach yeah um i think is the front runner but we got to mention the self-deprecating joke (laughs) that he makes I thought that was more of like a pathetic moment, like where you actually feel a little bit bad for Buddy. Um, so I think when he literally said the line, if you don't want to know, don't ask. Yeah. Uh, that's that's like a classic sleazeball move right there. So let's go with that one. Notable music cues. I did not have any down. I tried to um, Shazam a song at some point in the episode, and I don't remember when it was. Um, and I definitely don't know what the song was because it did not come up. Um, I'm going to quick check IMDb mama's hair written by Carrie Moore played during the scene in Applebee's after the game. Uh, that's very specific. I usually don't have that. (laughs) Um, hark the Herald angels sing. (laughs) Yep. And there. Rolling Through the Night by Evan Johns and his H-Bombs. And also Barbecue, written by Evan Johns and his H-Bombs. And Same Mistake Twice, written by the Old Nationals. I got to say, the only one of those that I for sure picked out was Hark the Herald Angel Sing. I, I think that's my pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Outdated, outdated pop culture reference. 
of the week? Don't think I picked up on any. I don't think so either. Nothing stuck out to me. That's one that I've had a harder time keeping an eye out for. Yeah, I always have the big rig beer tally. I'm always always got a sharp eye for that. But Uh, okay, quote of the week. All right, here's what I got. Um, I had the Tim Riggins line where he's trying to get Lila out of bed and go to school. You don't want to go? Fine, I'll stay here, but you're not going to get much sleep. That's good. I have another quote that we didn't talk about, but uh, right before the bridal shower starts, Landry says, all right, Tyra, I really need to go. I should have left like 20 minutes ago. Tyra says, yeah, I wonder why you didn't. And then immediately all the strippers come in. (laughs) (laughs) Landry was just hanging around to to be around all the ladies, which uh, Landry definitely has a history of being obsessed with strippers Mm -hmm. uh, at the landing Mm -hmm. strip. So, yes. Uh, I don't remember what the uh, quote was uh, back in season one where Landry uh, did a toast and he's like, we're here at your house and there's strippers. <laughs> yes. Yes. And there's also the time where they went to the landing strip and he was uh, chatting up all the hardworking ladies Yep, there. So uh, those are the only two I have. Anything on IMDb? Nothing on IMDb. Okay. So I think I'll I'll say the Tim Riggins quote is uh I think the winner. All right. Our MVP of the episode, who who took who took the the top honors? I think maybe Tyra mm-hmm. is the first one that comes to mind. Yeah. Um don't want to discount Tammy Taylor, who I think did a lot. But I think I think my choice is for Tyra. I I think that's the right choice. She's she gets Mindy's thing all set up. She has a real breakthrough with her mom. Um pretty feel good. I mean, it's not coach. It's not Matt. Tim is pretty good in this episode, but I don't think we'd call him MVP. So mm-hmm. yeah, let's 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 go with Tyra. I don't know if Tyra's ever won an MVP as was, long as we've been. We haven't been doing it the entire series, but right. as long as we've been doing it, I don't think that she's gotten one. No, I don't think so either. And honestly, in that first season, before we started doing it, I don't know that she would have had a ton of opportunities. She was kind of yeah. buttonholed a little bit as a character. Yeah. It wasn't until her relationship with Landry uh, where she really started turning the corner, especially after the murder. So... Okay, Tyra, congratulations. You are this week's MVP of the episode. All right, uh, lots of emotions, lots of feelings uh, happening this episode. What would you give this uh, episode as a rating? I think this is a strong eight uh, into mm-hmm. a potential light nine, but for sure I would call uh, the eight the lowest that I would go. Yep. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to meet you right there at the eight. Cause I think that that's appropriate. I wouldn't go any lower than that either, but I, mm-hmm. I don't feel like it's quite, sure. quite a nine. And if I'm remembering correctly, I feel like I liked, um, the next one a little bit more. I definitely did. Yeah. So, um, not that they both can't be nines, but right. I, I like a strong eight for this one. That's good. Mainly. I think what's holding me back is mainly that not a 
ton in the huge the big story of Dylan right actually happened we, we we had a nice development with Tyra and I guess it is a pretty big deal for JD kind of the aftermath of all this yep um, and the beginning of the East Dylan, Dylan. yeah um storyline which yep. will become large so in next just, season no spoilers but they just kind of introduced that so Okay, if mm-hmm. we both can can meet on a strong eight, I think that's good. I'm good, I'm good with the strong eight. I'm good I see with the on IMDb, eight. they give it an 8.4 out of 10 with 323 viewer ratings. So, not bad. Right there with us. Okay, that's it. What's our, uh, what's our takeaway? What's our lesson of the episode? What are we going to uh, learn and incorporate into our own lives uh, from yeah. this episode? I think uh, the moral that I would take from this episode is if you live in middle America uh-huh. and you're planning a large event such as a wedding or a bridal shower, <laughs> um, maybe check the weather before you hold it outdoors. <laughs> Be smart. Or maybe even like, you know, as you're setting out up, look at the sky. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, if you see some big dark clouds. Maybe don't. I, I will say though, like when the storm rolls and they do like a almost comically like fast forwarded like clouds rolling in. <laughs> really? Yeah. 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 Notice that. Uh, that's good. I think my lesson would probably be uh, don't try to get fancy with it. Just go to seven senoritas for the bridal shower. <laughs> 100%. 100%. There would have been nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. Good. Well, that's it. Uh, I hope you guys all enjoyed this episode as much as we did. Um, Hope, yeah, that you all are enjoying your journey, whether it's your first time through Friday Night Lights or your sixth or seventh time, uh, whatever it is. Yeah, hope you're enjoying it as much as, yeah, heck, you you could be more qualified to uh, do this show than we are. Yeah, but uh, we're having a good time. Maybe not probably, but possibly you are. (laughs) uh loving season three uh yes it's great man every this was another one where i watched two episodes today and was just chomping at the bit like oh my gosh i have to wait to watch this last one i know Um, which and yeah we've got we've got our guests lined up for the season three finale so we got to figure that out i will we'll get a text conversation going uh hopefully shortly we've got a little bit of leeway here Yes. Uh, in our recording, we've gotten back to uh, being able to record consistently. We are no longer in emergency mode. <laughs> Thank goodness. Um, yeah. It's good. But uh, yeah, look, you guys can all look forward to a special guest in a couple weeks for the mm-hmm. finale as we have we have done for season one and season two. I mm-hmm. um, think it's going to be a good time. You might yeah. get some real uh, Black Panther uh, stories from, from yes. back in the day. Uh, a real uh, Platt High School football um, uh, is Smith. legend. I don't know if we can call him. I'll call him a legend. legend. Oh, I uh, just let the cat out of the bag. Yeah. But, maybe but, bleep his name. Bleep his <laughs> name. Yeah. Uh, maybe not legend isn't the right word, but definitely a, uh, you know, Stand somebody up. who I think, you know what they do. They've been doing the like Platt athletic hall of fame. He'll, he'll make it. Oh. I yeah. think he'll make it he in there. Uh, is that a new thing? The Platt Athletic I think Hall they've thing? been doing it for about two or three years. Okay. Yeah. Is that like in the paper or where is this out? What is the context? Of this they have like a banquet and stuff. Um, oh, but okay. 
but yeah, I've only read about it through the paper. So nice. Um, That's great. Um, yeah. Looking forward to that. Uh, shout out to our listeners in the West Indies. Hope you're back Laos. with us. Um, definitely shout out to our listener in Laos, uh, wherever you are, uh, whoever you are, uh, we appreciate you being with us. Check us out on Twitter at reliving lights. Uh, let us know what you think about the episode and where, uh, we were right, where we were wrong, where you have yeah. a, uh, put us on blast. Yeah. Just go ahead. We're fine with it. Put us on yeah, blast for real. We'll, we'll, we'll take, we'll take we the, the constructive criticism, the unconstructive criticism. Uh, <laughs> you know, we, we love hearing from our fans and our enemies. Uh, we haven't heard from <laughs> yeah. any of our enemies yet, but, uh, just in case you're out there, I'm assuming they're out there. Uh, well, if they're listening to this episode, we're living rent free in their heads. So, <laughs> yeah, you've listened to like 50 Come episodes us. of us uh, <laughs> at this point. So, uh, yep. Thanks for being with us. It's been a good time. Anthony, we'll, we'll see you next week. Uh, to everybody out there, uh, go watch some more Friday Night Lights and uh, keep listening to Relive- Reliving the Lights, a Friday Night Lights rewatch podcast. Namaste. <laughs> Let's touch God this time, boys. Let's touch God.